Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. This episode is presented by our partners at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting and sports needs. Uh, find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Super easy to join. Head over to their website, which you see here if you're watching, betonline.ag, uh, and use your mobile device or computer and uh, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to use it, do is use our promo code, which is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Huge thanks for uh, to, to Bet Online for presenting this week's episode. Uh, everyone's here. The gang is here. And uh, real quick, let's just get some uh, uh, housekeeping out of the way. Uh, we're going to have an all-star party, guys, and I'm pretty stoked about it. That is correct. And for those of you uh, listening and that are interested, Lisa Lisa impersonator Alicia Del Valle <laughs> will be at our all-star watch party. So let's go. Uh, let's give them the details, folks. Yeah, so it's going to be at L.A. Hot Wings, which is 5468 Valley Boulevard in uh, Los Angeles, uh, 90032. And uh, it's going to be a good time. The game is Tuesday, July 19th. That's when we're going to be there starting at 5 p.m. Uh, but we're not just going to be there, you know, at 5 p.m. We're going to be there for a while hanging out uh, with all of yous, uh, the listeners and the supporters. And, uh, and again, as Juan always prefaces, you never know who's going to stop by the Carnasada. And even though it's a wing and a pizza place, uh, you never know who's going to stop by the Carnasada. So stop by, have some wings, have some pizza. Uh, and then also... Uh, uh, if you wear your Dodgers gear, uh, get half off of appetizers uh, and then ask about our Lucky 13 special. Ask us, like us, the people that are there. And we're all going to be there hanging out, uh, mingling with you guys. Uh, Lisa Lisa will also be there, apparently, according to Juan. Uh, that's that's just been added. I did not know that. Thanks for the heads up on that. But uh, it's going to be fun. I'm really stoked. I, I'm looking forward to because uh, we all don't get to get together very often. Right? And uh, this is going to be a good time. And, and can I just say, uh, first of all, thank you for the announcement. I'm very excited to be together with you guys. If you're wondering, well, where is LA Hot Wings? Um, it is right off of Valley. It's on Valley, right off of the 710. So if you're coming from like the East Side area, think El Sereno, Alhambra. It is right next to the LASC practice facility, not far from Cal State LA, that area. Does that help? I hope that helps. I think that helps. Uh, all I know is Roger just booed you because you said LAFC. That's all I have. So make sure, Rasa, that you show up. We want to make sure that we have the coolest all-star game watch party in all of LA. We know you have many choices. So we want to make sure you come to the real party. As I said, Lisa Lisa will be jamming the whole night. 
It's going to get crazy. The kickbacks, you're going to see ghetto blasters. There might be some cardboard out there. So it'll be a good time, folks. There's and, gonna and be giveaways too. You guys yeah. have that out too. So we've got Lots we've got we've got some cool stuff coming from Foco, um, from Believe. They've helped us out our network. There was some cool stuff. Um, we've got some other stuff in the works as well. So stay tuned for that. Can yeah, I just mention come through. some more things? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, I know um, I, we are getting uh, donations like wine baskets. Losoto Wines is donating. Scout and Cellars donating, um, Trejo's Cervezas donating. We might even have uh, a, a special surprise. Like Danny might come in himself just to try out the pizza, and Whoa. we'll get a breaking news. Breaking. Breaking news. But even if Danny doesn't make it, he's already committed to. He loves our podcast. He loves supporting the only Latino podcast talking Dodgers and LA culture and tacos. And Trejo's hello. He's all about tacos and coffee and donuts. So please come see us, come hang out. Yes, it's it's technically an, an all-star game watch party, but it's an excuse. You know Mexicanos, you know Latinos. We love any excuse to party. We want you to come and party with us. And more importantly, it's on a Tuesday and it's early. And we understand that, but it's kid-friendly. If you don't need to get a sitter, bring the kiddos, have some pizza, have some hot wings. Uh, Babyface and I stopped by and we tried out the food and it's good. And we're also supporting a locally owned family business. And that's very important to us as well. So, yeah, come see us. And and, and again, just a reminder, we have a live show. We're going to be doing a live show. Yeah, we're going to do a live show uh, supporting the uh, the L.A. uh, Hot Wings family owned business. We're really stoked and huge thanks to them also for letting us uh, do the damn thing there and have a kickback there. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't get shut down because if Danny comes through, damn. But uh, but it's it's uh, come through if 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 uh, you want more info, it's all over the socials at Bleed Los Podcast everywhere. Uh, more details there, and also we'll have more details forthcoming uh, as we get closer. Because it's crazy to think it's only two weeks away from here to the All Star Game. Where the what the hell? Like where did the season go? It's flown by like that. Um, but uh, enough of that. Let's let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of shop. Well, uh, oh no, there, there are comments and oh. it's specifically about. Uh, a stand with Juan shirt. Oh, <laughs> oh my oh. boy, my boy! Thank you very much. I, uh, I, I so I, I think I, it, Sports Empire. I, I did Sports I did. Empire. You have to be there, man. You have to come, man. <laughs> and I, I asked if those shirts could be made, and all the printers and even myself said no, that can't be done. <laughs> I believe, just, and, and the irony is, there is literally a screen print shop right behind Roger. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it, the it can't be done. Just, and and our boy Efren is with us again. Efren, I uh, I think uh, he he wants to see a blonde version of Lisa Lisa. I think is what he's going with. I and uh, <laughs> and I. But I, I, uh, I also, if if you're standing with Juan, I really hope that you stand with him by break dancing out front, out in front of LA Hot Wings on July 19th at 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, for sure, man, for That'd sure. So uh, speaking of the All Star Game, uh, there, there's there's some tidbits out there that uh that that, that the people want the Clayton Kershaw to uh, to start it uh, over uh, the likes of Tony Gonsolin and Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Alacantara. I should. I guess I should correct. Uh, my apologies to Sandy. Uh, what say all of you to that? Hey, uh, look. I, I get the sentimental value and all that stuff, but first, what I would like to address is Kershaw going back on his word 
because Kershaw just a week ago, I'm old enough to remember a week ago when Kershaw said he did not want to take the start from someone who deserved it. And it's not that Kershaw is not having a good season, but to do that to his boy, Tony, Tony Gonsolin, to do that to, to, to Goose, I mean, has Kershaw not seen Maverick? Has he not seen Top Gun Maverick? I mean, where, where's the loyalty there? Where's the loyalty? That came out of that. Well done on the reference, by the way. All right, thank you. Well Two shows nightly at the Pacoima Hilton. <laughs> but I actually, uh, I believe people can change their minds. What if everyone around him is pumping him up? I mean, there is a movement on Twitter. They, they want Kershaw. This could be the last time this is possible to see Kershaw start an all-star game. And Tony, he has just come into his own and as awesome as he's doing, I'm counting on him being here and being around for years. And let's just, I mean, he's going to be there. It's not like it's, we're talking the start. It is emotional, but I'm that person that wants Kershaw to die a Dodger, you know, and this is only going to seal that, that, that story, that legacy. And it's his last chance to do it. That's why I'm, I'm for that. Of course, I, you know, in a perfect world, Tony, you know, our cat daddy, our cat meow, cat man, cat man. Whoa. This is just kombucha. I promise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to need to see the label on that. I, real know, quick. Right? <laughs> I, uh, I agree with everything Alicia just said, uh, uh, in part, because obviously people can change. Juan's changed. I mean, he used to be cool. Um, but, uh, but Clayton Kershaw starting the all-star game at Dodger stadium, uh, in what could pretend? I mean, this. Let's be let's be one hundred percent honest. This could also be it for Kershaw, right? So, why not let Kershaw get the nod? The best left-hander of his generation, the best left-hander since Sandy Koufax, in my opinion. Uh, you know, obviously, is there? Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, there's two other guys in in the wings there, right? Sandy Alcantara, like I mentioned, and Tony Gonsolin. But to Alicia's point, they're probably going to be around for a while. But also. You know, if baseball is all about tradition and, and history yeah. and giving flowers to all that, give give Kershaw's flowers, man. Because if there's a guy that kind of got got a got a destroyed a little bit, but now you know he, he's kind of getting uh, pushed up as as, as daisies uh, w- would say, give the man his flowers. Let the dude do it. Because again, when are you going to start the game at home? Uh, when and when it could be your kind of your last hurrah, if you will. You know what I mean? What do you think, Roger? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see it happening. I mean, did they just say also the other day that Manfred gets to pick, uh, kind of like a special All Star, like if if he wants to. I mean, I, I don't believe know if it's, it's a legend. Yeah, like a yeah. legend. I mean, talk could be. I mean, it could be Pujols, but I mean, if if Kershaw doesn't make the team, would he pick Kershaw to have? Him? And then you know they have him start the game. I mean, yeah. Do you know how of, many guys he can pick? I don't know. I thought it was going to be one for each league. Is it just one overall? Uh, that I'm not sure. It might be one guy for each league, but here you uh, you keep you keep speaking. I'll Google it. Yeah, that's so gonna I, be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for, uh, for sentimental for, <laughs> for sentimental reasons. I mean, obviously, you know, we'd love to see Kershaw start that game. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, like I said, it could be his last year in LA, mm-hmm. and you know, to have Kershaw, you know, the best left-hander that we've seen in our generation, start that game. I mean, it'd be truly special, right? So, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd be down to to, to see that. It's one player for each league. Okay. So it could be Theo, it could be Kershaw, 
Uh, I don't know who it would be in the AL, uh, but Verlander maybe, but Verlander's already in the mix, so I, I don't know. I don't, truthfully, I haven't been paying attention to anything in the AL because of the Yankees. That's about I it. thought of something. Does it? Sure. I mean, the MLB, the MLB, they owe us for that weak punishment that they gave the Astros. I mean, this is a nice way to start making it up to Dodger fans. We're not going to forget. And uh, I, I take it personally that the Astros were not punished and that those players got away with what they did. And Kershaw was definitely affected by that scam that they had going on in Houston. So MLB, I mean, I he's mean, a, he's doing well this season too. I'm not, you, you said it yourself, Juan, it's not just on paper. Right. He's doing well. He keeps coming back. He's doing his job. That's why he's a top rotation guy. I just, I just, think this is the last opportunity and like what does the game really mean if it's not sentimental okay that was my question right there alicia was when you guys view the all-star game is it for sentimental reasons or do you want to see an electrifying moment because you guys tell me what's more electrifying watching sandy alcantara face otani trout and aaron judge or kershaw face otani trout and Aaron, or Aaron Judge. Uh, real quick, Juan, I mean, I think that could happen too later in the game because those starters will probably be in for at least two at-bats. So mm-hmm. who say he can't come in like in the fourth and face those guys as well? That That is true. But if you don't have that opportunity and you missed it, would you regret it that that's a chance? Because are the Marlins going to make the playoffs? We know the Angels of California of the planet Earth aren't going to make the playoffs. I think they were officially eliminated yesterday. Is that correct, Alonzo? I believe so. The so. only time, well, you know what? You just recently, but you just didn't have it on a national stage because the Marlins just played the Angels yeah. down in Miami. So Alcantara faced Otani and Trout. I mean, so, this is a time for MLB also to showcase their best players, right? Exactly. And, 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 if, and why wouldn't you want to put up you know, the Kershaws of the world against those guys or, or you know, and, and these other guys that are not necessarily household names, right? Clayton Kershaw's known. Otani's known, right? I mean, when you, when you think of in the grand scheme of things, Shohei Otani is, is the Galactico. That's the guy, right? And then everyone kind of falls, you know, Trout, everyone else falls under him. But how often does baseball make the headlines? You know what I mean? Like we heard about that Freddie Freeman bit, the, the telenovela that happened, and that's what was all over ESPN. It wasn't that Shohei Otani's raking. It's not that Tony Gonsolin's out here just dominating. It's that Freddie Freeman is, 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 was upset about everything that happened with, with that deal. So why not showcase those guys to the national stage on national TV? Because, again, it's the All-Star game. And I think the MLB All-Star game is one of the last All-Star games that does it right. The Pro Bowl, it's called – the Pro Bowl is not – I, I can't watch it. So, I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know a lot of people that can, you know. Go ahead, Alicia. Uh, to, well, when it was in Hawaii, at least you got to go to Hawaii and watch right. it. I digress. Right. Um, to answer one's uh, question, specifically, I want to see Kershaw. That would make headlines. Like, yeah. I'm agreeing with Alonso. To strike out Otani or to, you know, get those outs, I think that's a bigger deal because it's Kershaw and it's the twilight of his career. So Okay, but that's as a Dodger fan. That's what we want to see as a Dodger fan. This is the all-star game. This is on a national this is a national game. Do you think anybody star? He's the biggest star and on our on our staff for pitching. So you think that's what the rest of the country wants to see? On on a national level, though? 
you know who's probably going to start that All Star game for the American League? It's Justin yeah. Verlander. Probably. Right. Justin, yeah. just, Justin Verlander's having a crazy season coming back from Tommy John. So you'd have Kershaw versus Verlander, Dodgers versus Astros at Dodger Stadium in the All Star game. That's not national headlines. I mean that's that's as na- I mean I mean obviously if they go Kershaw yeah if they go Kershaw Shane McCandlehan I think is how you say his name they're gonna be like who they're gonna pull out that <laughs> Conor McGregor meme but I mean either way I mean to to your point if it's if you want to get eyes on baseball Rod Manfred that's what you got to do man get 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 the get it's the All Star game get your stars up there and do the thing I understand the tradition I do I completely understand the tradition. I also understand that you can change your mind, and good for you, Clayton, for changing your mind, because he's also changed his mind. Look how Lucy is playing this year. It's okay to be cool, Juan. It's okay. <laughs> no, look, I get it. The All-Star Game has this. This is why we have fans voting. We, How many times do we have guys that make the All-Star Game that really don't deserve to make the All-Star Game, but they're there on, on reputation, right? right. So I, I get that. That happens. But look, if we're being honest... And let, let's be honest, la neta, okay? Yeah. Aquí hablamos con la verdad, all yeah. right? Yeah. If we look at it, and like I said, Kershaw's having a good year, man. Yeah. His ERA is 2.57. So... It's not like... I, and, and I'm not even saying Kershaw's a scrub. Like, we're right. not saying that at all. He's having a great year. He just obviously had some time away because he was a little hurt. Right, but look, you know who else has a 2.57 ERA? Who's that? It's Julio Urias. See. And I don't hear... The, the call for Urias to start the All-Star game. Okay. So this is just a decision. Let's just be clear that the reason why we want this is because we think it's at Dodger Stadium. He should, you know, he should be a Dodger starting the the game, right? Is that yeah. what everybody is feeling? I, I agree with that. I well, agree with that. I agree with that. And, you know, Urias is, I, I just don't want to say anything and get... I don't want you coming after me. But I would still want Kershaw over Julio. That's my sentiment as a Dodger fan. I'm admitting it. And I don't like the way some Dodger fans treated Kershaw, even after we found out how the Astros were cheating. Like, I just think this is the last time we get to see him in this position. And how important is the win for the All-Star game? For optics purposes, the MLB, I think, would do better having the veteran, the Kershaw, the, the I mean, Sandy Koufax called him a better pitcher than Sandy. There's just so many more reasons to start Kershaw for the sentiment, for the, the value of what the game means. 100%. Uh, real quick, uh, if, if you guys are watching or if you're listening, and watching, and if you're at work, maybe getting in trouble because that's why you're not watching. Uh, chime in. What do you guys think? Uh, we, you know, we're, we we got the uh, as the kids would say, the DMs are open, the uh, the, the comments are open. Uh, you know, to tell us and chime in with your thoughts and let us know do, who do you want to start the All Star game? Tony Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw, Sandy Alcantara. I mean, I, I mean, those are all. And let's also be honest here. All three of those options are great options. I know. They're not, right? What a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 it, the, that that's not a that's that's a decision I obviously am not having to make. But at the end of the day, uh, that's cool. Moving on. Can I can I publicly shame a friend of mine? Absolutely. Uh, Travis. We're Couch. all about publicly shaming people. No. Uh, <laughs> Juan is for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, I stand with Juan. Hashtag. Um, that's right. Shout my, out my, to Sports Empire. 
uh, my uh, my good friend Travis Couch of Scary Pool Party and Wires. Uh, shout out to the homie uh, Travis. He sent me this in a, in a text a few moments ago, and I and I I, I, I couldn't help but just chuckle a little bit. But I kind of wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on it. So uh, it's from a, I think it's from Instagram. I think I might I might be wrong, but I'll, I'll find out. Uh, quote: Here is the funny thing. If you see someone wearing a Dodgers or Giants or Padres hat, you might assume that they're just wearing it for the fashion. Maybe there's a 50-50 chance they're a fan, and if they, they were, they're probably pretty casual. Quote, yeah, I'm a Dodgers fan, like go L.A., you know, quote. Uh, but if you see someone wearing an Angels hat, you know they are a baseball fan, like very strong baseball fan, probably very knowledgeable, because who else is stupid enough to endure all this and still go out there and spend money on actual merch to rep this team? Now, let me just preface, we're not going to shit on the Angels. We, they, they do that on their own. We, we, don't, we don't need to do anything more than that because, I mean, the, let, let's, be, let's be real. The way that they but I'm the a-hole. Stuff, I'm the a-hole. Right, right. And I'm not even talking smack about their fans because they actually have a pretty chill fan base. Uh, what do you think of that, Juan? Like, what's your takeaway when you see that? Because all I hear is, is kind of virtue signaling as far as like, oh, the Dodgers fans aren't real fans. And to me, it's like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Look, to me, there's truth in the sense that if you are going to wear the scarlet letter, then you really are a fan. I mean, well like done. you're in it. You're well in, done. You're, yeah, for all you Nathaniel Hawthorne fans out there, uh, I'm throwing some love towards you guys. But look, if you rep the Angels and you put up with what's going on over there, hey, all power to you. But, you know, we rep a team that wins. We rep a team that is in the playoffs every year. And like our, our number one fan, by the way, our number one fan, Philip Lopez, uh, joining us on the live. And I, I love that you put number one fan here because it gives me an opportunity. Uh, the great James Caan, the star of The Godfather, Sonny Corleone. He was also in Misery. He passed away today. There's that famous line in Misery. I'm your number one fan. So... Shout out to, to James Kahn. Uh, he was a real one. Uh, go out there tonight and watch one of his most underrated performances in Michael Mann's movie, Thief. Uh, he was fantastic in that, but we lost, uh, we lost a great one today. Alicia, real quick, before you, you chime in, um, is it also fair that this is happening because we are, we are kind of regarded now as the evil empire? Well... I was going to say haters going to hate. It's just a testament to how uh, people just hate L.A. anyway. I mean, look at the New York Times is notorious for constantly writing bullshit stories on us. Yet they come and move here. Like tonight, shout out Cubs fans. So I want to say that I know people who wear the Angels hat, not necessarily because they are more knowledgeable or they like suffering they don't like the Dodgers and they know it's like, a, it's like a little kind of like an F you. Uh, and I know two different people that do that. They're just like, and one is, and one is Juan Ramirez. No, <laughs> Hell no, I would never wear the scarlet letter. Wait, remember, Trust. Uh, I just sent Babyface a tweet. Somebody had asked the public, their, their followers, who are the worst uh, baseball fans in all of MLB? And it was, you go through the thread, and it starts with Braves, Braves, then Astros, Astros, Astros. 
and then Yankees. But then once one person mentions the Dodgers, the thread underneath that is brutal. Like the hate <laughs> is real. And I just was smiling. Just scrolling. <laughs> just, just scrolling, smiling. <laughs> Roger. You spell our name right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, what do you think? And I, I, I left you last on purpose because I know uh, your 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 fandom is is is. Hold is, on, uh, let me get settled in. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's that's why I was getting ready. I mean, I, I think if uh, wearing a Dodgers hat, wearing a Dodgers hat, wearing a Yankees hat, wearing like a Red Sox hat can be trendy, right? Um, so when you do see somebody with a Dodger hat, you don't really know, like, okay, these guys wearing it for a trend or are they real fit? Most of the time. There are pretty much, you know, real fans, you know, but like you, like you said, wearing an angel hat, not even put wearing a Padres hat. I mean, that's not really trendy, right? I mean, right. they got at least somewhat like that team. So, you know, I could see his point there as well. You know, they, they must follow the team in somewhat. I mean, I don't think you don't see mostly. I have a couple uh, relatives as well that were their angels fans. Right. And for some reason, like you guys mentioned, they hate on the Dodgers, which I don't really understand yeah. that. I because I hate them, right? Like, yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's like I don't care. I mean, the Angels are playing okay, cool. I'll watch the game, but I, I, mean, I don't care one way or another what they're doing. They're not know? even in the same league. It, exactly. So, but they have this like built-in hate that they're even like to showing to like their kids, like, oh, I hate the Angels. Like, like I mean, I hate the Dodgers. Like, why? Like, what the Dodgers do to you? Like, I, I don't see that connection. Uh, you know, the Angels, Angels fans, like like hating on the Dodgers it, right. it doesn't make any sense to me and and also let's preface like we I mean we don't dis, we don't have disdain towards these other fan bases I just uh, I just think those sorts of comments are funny in general because it's like what I, I wouldn't associate like a Dodger a Yankee fan wearing you know being a knowledgeable baseball fan just because they're wearing a Yankee fan a hat you know what I mean like I feel like that's in, in some cases maybe they're just from New York you know, they, they may not know anything about baseball, but maybe they're just from the they're Bronx and they want to wear a New York hat, right? So it, it's I, I don't understand it. But I do at the same time because we are the new evil empire. I mean, how, how we've talked about this for a while. The Dodgers have been pretty successful for the better part of 10 years now, a decade. So, you know, I mean, I kind of get the hate at the same time. But also when you have two of the best players on the planet and you're not really doing a whole lot, it's it's a slippery slope, no? I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, look, Dodger fans are Dodger fans are tough because even sometimes I have to admit I have a hard time dealing with them, especially when we have a villain of the week every week. They hate everybody. They want to run somebody out of out of the out of you know out of town. You know, it was Freddie Freeman when it was the telenovela. Pobre Federico. What did Federico ever do? Just he showed emotion. Poor Kimbrel takes a baseball 120 miles per hour off of his back and people want to hang the dude. And he came out and yeah, whatever. Okay. He hasn't been pitching well, but you know, the last couple of appearances, he he's actually done a pretty good job. So you you know who I feel really bad for is David Vasse, the the host of Dodger talk, because Vasse has to talk to some of you guys. And I listened to Dodger talk. When I'm listening, when I'm driving home from the stadium and I listen to people calling in and they're just like saying all this hateful stuff and Vasse has to sit there and, and, and take all of it, right? Like Vasse has got to sit there and say to you and listen to it and be nice because it is his job after all, right? right? He has to like listen to you guys and talk all this madness and harp on, 
on all these ludicrous takes that you guys have because one minute you guys love the Dodgers and then the next minute you guys hate you think the Dodgers are the worst team ever so I understand why Dodger fans have some hate uh-oh he's pulling up for, for those of you guys who are regular fans to the live you guys know what that means we have a guest coming on Babyface, open the gate. Let me look. What the? Now, okay, now I know my phone's really tapped. Okay, now, now I know it's really tapped. Who's there? Uh, Who is you'll it? You'll see. You'll see. Hopping <laughs> by for a few minutes here in the Carnasada, we have uh, the host of Dodger Talk on AM570 LA Sports, David Vasse. David, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for the invite. Appreciate being here. Yeah, thanks for coming through. Uh, so let's uh, let let's talk shop real quick. Uh, the sky is no longer falling with the Dodgers, and as you recall, uh, you know a mere week ago, the the sky was falling, and uh, it looks like the Dodgers, for the most part, have righted the ship. But my main question is, uh, Ryan Pepio, is is he going to come back? And and the reason I ask that is because there's that five option rule now. And if they're going to keep making spot starts, is he going to is he going to be the guy that they're going to have for a couple more spot starts, or what do you you know what have you kind of heard in that realm? Yeah, that's a great point. They're going to have to measure how many more times they want to do this with Pepio. Uh, the good news is Mitch White is pitching really well, and with Andrew Heaney on his way back, and the Dodgers getting some off days, I'm not sure they're going to need to uh, call up Pepio unless there is another injury. So they're well aware of how many times they could call him up, but obviously it's more limited than in years past. And with Dustin May on his way back being stretched out to be a starter, uh, the Dodger rotation seems to be more deep than it was just a couple of weeks ago. It's a, it's crazy what a little bit of time does, right? Because, again, we were talking a mere, a mere weekish ago that the sky was falling, and now it looks like the ship has been righted. They just swept the Rockies, and uh, and, and everything seems to be going okay. Uh, looking ahead, though, I, I actually wanted to ask about Dustin May. What have you heard about a Dustin May timeline? We heard about Blake Trinan. Looks like it's going to be August-ish sometime. Walker Beeler around that time potentially. But what about Dustin May? Where are we at with him? Yeah, right now he's at Camelback Ranch, and he's throwing to hitters simulating games at Camelback Ranch every fifth day a la a starter and being stretched out as a starting pitcher. And once he completes doing that five times, I believe it was his third or fourth time just a couple of days ago, he'll go out on a rehab assignment. So August seems to be a fair timeline, not the beginning of August, but mid to late August for Dustin May to possibly help the Dodgers in the rotation if needed, if not, They've always said this, it's better to be stretched out and then come in as reliever uh, rather than only being stretched out for a couple of innings. So he definitely is a guy that they're, I wouldn't say counting on, but certainly are expecting to contribute in some form or fashion. I always pump the brakes when everybody says, oh, Dustin May's on the way back. Yeah, he's on the way back and yeah, he's healthy, but I mean, let's not try to put the, the weight of the season on Dustin May's shoulder. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery, and even though guys come back, I know uh, they don't always feel like themselves. So I feel like the Dodgers have the right expectations. The fans should have the same expectations as well. Fair point. Go ahead, Alicia. 
Um, I love that. You went right into what I wanted to talk about, Dave, the fans. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, I want to start off with uh, how much I enjoy Dodger Talk and how much I enjoy the Dave Vaste perspective because you've been doing this for a minute and you just you have this rapport with the team, right? Like they, they speak to you differently than they do everyone else. So A, I want to start off with thanking you for the glimpses that you give us into the Dodger dugout, into the clubhouse. The guys kind of relax around you. And baseball players aren't known for their candor, right? They're kind of like stoic. So A, I love that. But B, what does that say about the the clubhouse right now? Like, I want to know the temperature after all that Freddie Freeman drama and, you know, the injuries and the slumps and all that. Are we in a good place? Because, you know, Dodger fans, we get pretty fanatic and people start jumping off bridges when things go wrong, like Alonzo just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, they're they're past the Freddie Freeman drama in Atlanta. Uh, basically, Alicia, the team just wants to move on. They're tired of hearing about it. Just They just want to move on. And I feel like they've done that on this homestand. So Freddie's in great standing with the team. Him and Trey Turner are the only two Dodgers to start every single game as we sit here on July what? July 7th. Uh, they're the only two Dodgers to start every single game. So there's no way you could doubt his commitment to playing for the Dodgers. And look, uh, that, I thought it was good for baseball. You know, it was kind of like uh, an NBA type of drama with that Freddie stuff going on in Atlanta. It, it actually got baseball in the news cycle. So come on, Freddie, that was good for the game right there. Nobody talks about uh, moving the runners over on Sports Center. They talk about Freddie Freeman and whether or not he wants to be a Brave or a Dodger or if the Dodgers are a second fiddle. So he brought some drama to the game of baseball, which is always good for us, maybe not for him and the team. But they've moved on. Uh, they're tired of talking about it, whether it's externally or internally. They're tired of talking about it. And Freddie is uh, one of the guys. So uh, I think he's embraced being a Dodger more now that he has had closure in Atlanta. Awesome. I like to hear that. So so the clubhouse is fine. Everyone's kind of gelled. You know, we're in we're uh, in July now and this team is hot, that team is hot. I just want I want reassurance from you, Dave. I want reassurance. I want to know that it's all good in the clubhouse. The guys are kind of, you know, Alicia, they're on pace for 104 wins. I would say things are good. <laughs> so I always say that Dodger fans, we are so spoiled, right? Like we we forget those McCourt years and stuff like that. So last night, uh, a great example, Oakland, they had less than 7,000 fans at their game against Toronto. Uh, Shohei is in Florida, the Marlins, and I think they had 18,000 fans and that was a sellout for them. That was one of their top sellouts. Dodger Stadium is a different beast. And I always say to Dodger fans that, lose their, you know, or want to fire Roberts and, and, and get rid of this guy and, and the bad stuff they say about players we've already lost. Are Dodger fans too spoiled? Or are we right on, on track for you, in your opinion? Because, again, you've been doing this a while. For sure spoiled. I'm not sure they realize uh, that this doesn't happen everywhere since this ownership group took over. They've had su sustained success that the Dodgers have not had since they moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, they've won 
a couple of championships in the 60s, and I'm not trying to minimize that. Those were big-time championships. 59, the second year they were in L.A., obviously two more in the 80s, but the consistency of winning for 11 straight years just hasn't been there since they moved to Los Angeles. And you look at other teams like the Chicago Cubs who are in town. This is a great example. They won the World Series for the first time in 2016. What happened to that Cubs dynasty? And here the Dodgers still are going strong on pace for 104 wins, the favorites to win the National League. So there is the contrast right there. What happened to Brizzo, Chris Bryan and Anthony Rizzo? What happened to Javi Baez? What happened to Joe Madden? They're not even in Chicago anymore. And all those fans in the South Bay, those front runners, they have uh, turned in those Cubs hats for God knows what. So, you know, the dynasty is over with the Cubs while the sustained success for the Dodgers continues. I love that. I love that. If, if you're going to clog up our freeways, I mean, you root for the team that's here. That's my opinion. And, and either one, even down south, like, I don't care. Um, but thank you. You know, all those Midwest uh, transplants in the South Bay, they want to take selfies by the beach. They got yeah. their Cubs hat on after they won the World Series. But don't see many Cubs hats around town these days. Tell him, Dave, tell him. <laughs> and uh, like my co-host would agree, here at the Bleed Lows podcast, we, we try to tell Dodger fans, calmate, right, one? <laughs> well, not, not only, but the thing is, is like Dave, you know, he has a platform and he uses it. He calls people out. So I want to give you credit, Dave, because you were the first one before the whole telenovela with Freeman, you were the first one that was calling out this behavior. So I do want to call you, give credit where credit is due, because I had no clue of it until it blew up over Atlanta, but you were the one. So what I want to ask you, Dave, and just to clarify for our listeners, you are an employee of 570 and not the Dodgers. Is that correct? So And transparency, the Dodgers do own part of 570. Okay. So how do you manage that fine line between being critical uh, of the team, but at the same time, you're, you're kind of the, you play a role in that you help to promote the team. Well, number one, I grew up in Los Angeles in the San Fernando Valley, born and raised out here in the San Fernando Valley. I grew up listening to Vin Scully and Chick Hearn, right? Did you ever put Vin Scully or Chick Hearn in the homer bucket? They never were homers. They right. called it down the line, and you always knew they wanted the Lakers and the Dodgers to win. And if they weren't playing up to that standard, especially Chick, he would let you know. And Vin would do it in his own Vin way, his poetic way. But that's what I grew up with, and that's what fans in Los Angeles want. They don't want homers. If I was a homer every single night, Nobody would be listening, but the fans aren't blind. You guys are watching the same game I'm watching. So if there's a bad play or a bad at bat or a bad strikeout, how am I going to pretend like that didn't happen? But what I try to do is uh, get the player to tell me what exactly went on. What was going on? Why did that happen? Um, because it's very easy to sit at home and just say, oh, this guy stinks. Well, there's always a reason why. And I always tell fans that a great player or a really good player doesn't always 
turn bad overnight. There's usually a reason why, either a personal issue or usually a physical issue that they're not talking about. So with all that in mind and the information that I try to gather before and after games, I try to present it that way instead of just being a guy that's going to say, oh, this guy stinks, get rid of this guy, bench that guy, trade that guy. That That's really not the way to approach it. And that's part of the reason why guys seem to trust me and respect the fact that I'm not out here to torch them. I'm actually here to try to explain the background of what's going on on the surface. All right. With the last few minutes that we have with you, I have two questions, burning questions I need answers for. Well, actually, the second one is more of a request. The first question I had in that famous video that was on Instagram between you and Adrian Gonzalez boxing, <laughs> he sucker punched you, right? No, no, we were we were doing a fantasy football draft and he had uh, he had all that boxing equipment in his garage and he said, come on, let, let's put it on. I want to punch you. You know, let's. Uh, so I, obviously he had a lot of buried anger towards me <laughs> from when he played and he could he could pack a punch. I mean, he's legit. And then Cody uh, took some swings, too. He, he took it easy. He pulled his punches on me. So why does everybody treat you like a punching bag? Hey. Whatever they need, I'm here. I mean, <laughs> all right. And here, uh, this is a favor that I need. I need you to help us with. Okay, we are trying to educate Princess Del Valle here on the golden era of wrestling. So I still call it WWF. Can you tell her what are wrestlers from that era that she needs to be well informed on? So number one. Miss Elizabeth was the hottest thing going in the eighties. So she is your Miss Elizabeth. Yes, right absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I was a, I was a Hulkamaniac. I took my vitamins. I said my prayers. I did not go to the gym. I'm still skinny fat. So I missed out on one of them. Um, I mean, Andre the giant, I hated that guy. I hated Bobby the brain Heenan. I mean that talk about drama. The, the love triangle between Bobby the Brain Heenan, Hulk Hogan, and Andre Giant. That's, that's a novella right there, right? That's what <laughs> drew us in. That's right. what drew us in. And then with the superpowers breaking up, I mean, you need, a, you need a love interest and you need men fighting over a woman. And that's what you had with Hulk Hogan and Randy Macho Man Savage over Miss Elizabeth. So that was the sweet spot of all of it. Do you, do you see, Alicia? This is why it's so important for you to be up to. These are the conversations we could have on the show if you were more well-informed on the golden era. Yeah, and you're I right, Dave. She is our Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. How about just pop in WrestleMania three, Alicia? It will have you hooked. Okay, I'm uh, down. You, you brought it up, Dave. What is the best WrestleMania? It's WrestleMania three. It's Hogan slamming Andre the Giant, the slam, for around the world. There we, there we go. Uh, we go back and forth because I'm convinced it's WrestleMania 10. So, I mean, that's, that's I mean, again, those are, it could be 1A, 1B, right? I stopped watching after four. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Dang. Fair, but completely fair. And then, uh, and before we set you loose, uh, you know, as we mentioned, we're all about the Dodgers, tacos, and L.A. culture here. You grew up in the Valley. I have to know, what's, uh, what's your favorite taco and where do you get it from? Ooh. There's a great taco spot on the corner of Victory and Fallbrook. It's been there for 25 years. I, I go there all the time. I forgot the name of it. I just go there. And what do you get? Oh, well, 
my, when my wife was pregnant, we'd have to go to these uh, pregnancy classes. And for me to get through it, I'd have to get at least four <laughs> chicken tacos and maybe a couple of sada tacos. So that has a sentimental uh, meaning to us because that's what we used to do on the way to uh, the, what do they call it? The Lamaze classes Lamaze. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, did, wife, I... did wifey get tacos too? I mean, she's the pregnant. Oh, yeah. She okay. was pregnant. She <laughs> throw it down. <laughs> And that's all that matters. Happy wife, happy and, life. By the way, my new favorite spot is close to Dodger Stadium. It's Mexicali Tacos on Fig. That's where I go before oh. a lot of Dodger games. It's right on Fig, and there's a, a coffee joint right next door to it, a Brazilian coffee joint a couple of doors down. Um, so Mexicali Tacos on Figueroa is, is my spot. Is that the one right by the freeway entrance, the 110? Yeah, it's right over the bridge right there, uh, the okay. Fig Corridor. Those are good. Yeah. Mexicali nice. tacos, great burritos. They got cauliflower tacos. If I want to go uh, plant-based that day, they are awesome. I love Mexicali tacos. See, these I, are the notes that we have to take. Wow, plant-based. Do you go with Gabe Kapler? Is that where you guys go to get tacos? <laughs> Man, I got to get my cholesterol down. I can't be uh, throwing down asada every day. <laughs> it's, all that, it's the Italian food, right? That's what's killing oh, you. Yeah. Uh, the... Pasta, meatballs, yeah, all that stuff. You know who actually got me going plant-based? You'll never believe this. Mark McGuire. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah Mark McGuire sent me um, a Netflix documentary on how to, uh, you know, just kind of scaring you about how some of this meat is processed and how they treat these animals and flood them with antibiotics and um, it kind of scared me into going plant-based uh, since I don't work out that much. And uh, ever since then, I would say I'm 20, 70, 30 plant-based. Wow. That's Speaking fair. of former Cardinals that were Dodgers hitting instructors, Dave, how the hell did Jack Clark be the, how did he become the Dodgers hitting instructor? <laughs> Luckily it was only for what, one year? He wasn't very good. Well, you know what, Mark Mark Langell told us that he would wear the the over the pullover so he wouldn't have to wear the Dodger jersey. Is that true? I wouldn't put it past him. Please, <laughs> I mean, you're bringing up traumatic names here, Jack Clark. <laughs> hey, people, these guys make fun of me because I have I'm triggered by need and fear. Right. Like, yeah. I'm sure Tom yeah. Deedenfuhr is a nice guy, and I understand it's an irrational hatred that I have for him. But I, I hey. just I bring it up anytime I can because that's that's I, me. We we all need closure in our lives, right? Sometimes right. it happens a year later. Sometimes it happens thirty years later. <laughs> and I had my closure with Tom Deedenfuhr last year when the '81 Dodgers had their reunion in the Stadium Club. Needham Fewer was part of that 81 team, right? And uh -huh. he was there. And Steve Yeager calls me over. He's like, hey, Vassay, come over here. Hey, how you doing? I'm all like, okay, I'm saying hi to Steve Yeager. But who's standing next to him? Tom Needham Fewer. So I had to say hello to Tom Needham Fewer. <laughs> shook his hand. And he was the nicest guy. It's like, oh, my gosh, you are the <laughs> nicest guy. And Rick Monday and Steve Yeager have told me he's a great guy. Um, and I witnessed that for myself. And we shook hands. And that was my closure on Tom Eden Fewer giving up that home run in game six of the 85 NLCS. And you know what, Juan? That's called that growth. Juan. That's growth, Juan. I, I hope to get there to one point. I, I do. I really do. I understand my hatred for him is irrational. I, I, I really do. I mean, Mark, in that 81 reunion that you're talking about, Dave, Mark told us 
that Needenfear was expecting to get booed, that he was surprised that the fans actually cheered for him. And that makes me feel bad for the guy that he was anticipating to get booed and he still showed up. Yeah, he's basically the Bill Buckner of the Dodgers, right? I mean, yeah. he'll always go down in infamy no matter how good of a career he had giving up that home run. And I've talked to guys on that team because I want answers and I've tried to get to the bottom of it. Number one, there are a couple of different reasons why he uh, he was in that game. At the beginning of the year, Steve Howe was suspended again and he was supposed to be their closer. So they had nobody else. And Tommy used Tom Needenfewer relentlessly during that season. And even in that playoff series, um, Needenfewer gave up the home run to Ozzie Smith in St. Louis. And then in that game six, he actually was pitching his third inning that day. There was no reason for him to be in that game. Jerry Royce was warming up in the bullpen. And Andy Van Slyke, who was not Andy Van Slyke at the time, was on deck. And if they bring in Jerry Royce, the left-hander, Whitey Herzog's going to pinch it with uh, Steve Lake. And, uh, you know, it just it was unnecessary. Got to bring in Royce. <laughs> and for and for the sake of transparency, Hulk Hogan is also in Juan Ramirez's uh, yes. fly club. I, I'm, I'm Team Savage over here, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, I get it. But he also I has heard Macho a, Man was a better guy. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it's funny. People say that. Do I hate Hogan because of what I know about Hogan now? And I'm like, no, I hated Hogan when I was a kid because everybody rooted for Hogan. He always won. It was ridiculous. It was just like, to me, Ric Flair got the business. He knows, hey, give and take. I'll lose one. You win one. That's the way the business should go. Rematches make money, right? That's right. Rematches make money. Hey, Alicia, Alicia with the big picture. See, she's getting it. She's starting <laughs> she's learning. Hey, she's learning. All right. she's learning. Gonna, gonna How about rematch Dodgers Astros? Hey. Ooh. Hey. hey that it, makes me nervous, man. That makes me nervous, Dave. Only because of this. If they lose, we no. and we're not gonna hear the end of it. No, we're not going to hear the end of it. Cubs fan right now. You sound like a yeah. Cubs fan. If it, we lose, he, he yeah. is he is a White Sox sympathizer, so that doesn't really surprise me. If I'm being totally transparent, I, I wish I shared your guys's optimism. I'm telling you, this is the need and fear effect. Yeah. This is 1985. Every time, like when Matt Stairs hit the home run off of Broxton, I was like, we got need and feared. We just got need and feared. Can I can I throw in my two cents? Sure. I, I I as much as I would love that telenovela, Dave. Dodgers Astros. I want Dodgers Yankees because my ex-boyfriend is a Yankee scout and I want to destroy them on television. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> TMI. TMI. Yeah. She 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 took it to a whole level that I was not expecting. Like hey, Dave, you're you're really good at uh, bringing out information out of people. We did not know that about Alicia. So thank you. Yes. I'm exaggerating. He's a really great guy. Everyone loves him. Breaking news, Alicia wants her ex-boyfriend to just yeah, pounce in. You're the ex-boyfriend. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Friend of the, now friend of the Carnesada, Dave Essay. Thank you for stopping by. Follow him at the real uh, underscore DV on the Twitters. Uh, he's a great follow, all Dodgers insight, uh, and hopefully we can have you back on sometime. No, no problem, guys. It was fun. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. There he hey. is, insider. I mean, uh, clearly insider because he got some inside info that we didn't know about Alicia at all no. out of nowhere. Uh, so, so big up to to the homie Dave uh, for stopping by. Um, uh, that that was. Uh, 
<laughs> hey, all I'm saying is he he we we got some info that we weren't expecting. That was a curveball I did not expect to see today. And to my boy Sports Empire saying that I could do the Dusty Rhodes dance, let me just tell you this. Let me tell you about hot time. There it is. You don't know about hot time. Say hot time to the garbage man who can't pay his bills that Monday. Say hot time to the construction worker out there. That's that's my Dusty Rhodes right there. How many shots did you take during that uh, that interview? I, I will say this. I don't think my Dusty Rhodes is as good as my Macho Man Randy Savage. Your Macho Man's pretty good. Wondering, yeah. I was celebrating... <laughs> Fourth of July on the Pukester's grade. He was kissing my boots. Yeah, dig it. I, I like uh, I like that Alicia's like, what is happening? What is, <laughs> what, happening? What is happening? You're, you're learning. Uh, I'll you're learning. Joe Bimo, though. No, Joe Bimo. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I need I need to see yeah. who dressed up like Bimo. And then, yeah, Bimo. Then Bimo. Uh, I think Bimo's uh, in elite. Bimo's company. is better. I yeah, will yeah, say that. Yeah, he's I in mean. elite company. Uh, but. Uh, a lot of a lot. What what was your biggest takeaway from uh, from Vasse, Dave, or Dave Juan? <laughs> from Vasse, Dave, uh, his confidence that the Dodgers would beat the Astros that scares me. I mean, you guys just talked about it before. Verlander is having a great season, and the Astros' offense is. I mean, whether they're banging on trash cans or whatever, the <laughs> Astros' offense is is up there. Look, it's the Yankees or the Astros in American League. Right. So if the Dodgers can find a way to get out of the National League in the World Series, we're going to be looking at either a Yankees or an Astros World Series. But we still have a whole second half to where so we can't get that far ahead of ourselves. What about you, Alicia? Well, I would just ask this simply. Who would MLB prefer? Probably the Yankees, if we're yep. being totally honest. Yeah. Yep. You know I mean, what? I, I have no love. I don't want to share anything with Astros and nor their apologist fans like no <laughs> they don't deserve the energy they don't deserve the prime time nope I, I am pulling all the way for it I, I feel that what about you Roger <laughs> uh, I'd like to see the Astros but I, I need MLB to go into Minimate Field and, and make sure that there's no cameras there first make sure it's a level playing field and then I think we're good I feel like if the, if the Astros made the World Series, regardless of who the opponent is, it'd be so scrutinized that it, it just wouldn't even that like it would be like the, it'd be the Astros at you know featuring the World Series. You know what I mean? Like, cause the scrutiny would just be, oh, what are they what are they cheating with now? And I mean, the irony of all that is it's their own damn fault because of the leniency that they got through kind of that punishment phase, right? So that's kind of the the rich irony. But I, I do think that if the Dodgers were to play the Astros today, I think the Dodgers would, would have the upper hand, if we're being completely honest. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting because Dave also mentioned Dustin May being down in Arizona. Yeah. Throwing up on, it sounds like he's throwing on a regular basis. We've got reports that Blake Trinan. I mean, think about this right now. The Dodgers bullpen, who I get it, you know, Kimbrell's been a little shaky. But for the most part, the Dodgers bullpen has been able to do this without Daniel Hudson, without Blake Trinan. Like, they're not going to get Hudson. Hudson's down. That's a big piece that they missed. But they're going to get Blake Trinan right back, hopefully. Now, if Blake Trinan comes back, maybe they make another move. Or maybe even if they don't make another move. If Dustin May goes into the rotation or if Dustin May goes into the bullpen... The Dodgers, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm sure they'll probably will make other moves, 
but maybe they're starting to get healthy at the right time and it's the second half of the season and i do think they're gonna need it because don't forget i know all you guys have already counted out the show pods but the show pods are gonna get that these back and the one thing we haven't even talked about what the dodgers did last week by the way going six and one uh in the last seven games and beating the show pods three games out of four but what was glaringly obvious to me in that series is the show pods offense is 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 their weak point so getting that these back is going to help them and if machado gets healthy it's going to be a different show pods team that the dodgers are going to see and they're going to see a lot of the show pods in the second half yeah i mean and again it's you know i've talked about it a bunch here talk to me in july and now july is upon us and the all-star break is about to you know is about to be upon us as well and now we're going to kind of see what these teams are you know if these teams are legit right and you know the Padres are just as well built as anyone to to kind of flip that switch and figure it out because their pitching is is legit it's just been injuries in other fronts right and the Dodgers have had their injuries Blake Trinan I hope Blake Trinan is Blake Trinan if Blake Trinan is Blake Trinan dog <laughs> that bullpen and if Craig Kimbrell is is you know like Craig even said himself the other day that he was starting to feel like he was turning a corner and he was feeling pretty good and in last night he pitched pretty well. So if if you have a Blake Trinan in the eighth and a Craig Kimbrell in the ninth, that's that's ungodly fair. And then we haven't even given Evan Phillips his flowers yet. So that's you throw right. so you throw an Evan Phillips into that mix, you know, from your seven, eight, and nine, dog. If you, and if you can keep going out and getting Mitch White, you know, type outings from your starters where they're going five, and you know you get your Yancy Almontes, your Bruce Star Gratteralls out there that just are just breaking right now. And then you get to that seven, eight, nine with those three guys, man, it's, you know, ultimately that's what it comes back down to is health, right? And if the Dodgers can stay healthy with that bullpen, I don't, you know, the Dodgers are well positioned to, to make a run. It's just a matter of now, you know, getting healthy. And I think that, like you said, they're getting healthy at the right time. Roger, is that confirmed what you just shared with us? Yeah, Dodgers just announced it. The Dodgers okay. just announced it. So okay. breaking news uh, for those of you on the live, uh, the Dodgers have announced that Mike Brito has passed away. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Mike Brito is, uh, you, you need to know who he is, especially since this is a podcast that uh, stands. This is a Fernando Valenzuela podcast, and the story of Fernando Valenzuela cannot be told without talking about Mike Brito. I had the pleasure, uh, the honor of spending time with Mike Brito last year. So this is, uh, this is a really sad, uh, I, I hate that this is coming at the end of today's show. Yeah. This is a day after the Mexican League celebrated uh, Fernando Valenzuela's jersey being retired in all of, of mm-hmm. the Mexican Baseball League. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, this is sad, man. Uh, this is very sad. Uh, and again, this is just something that it, I, I hate to segue to this, but the fact that Mike Brito's not going to be around when Valenzuela's jersey finally gets retired is another reason why the Dodgers needed to have done this yesterday. So for the Dodgers to not retire that number, I, you know, Harin had says this. Harin had said he wants it retired before he goes. I would hate to lose Harin and Valenzuela's jersey is still not retired. Facts. Uh, deepest condolences to, to Mike Brito's family and friends. Uh, legend. There's just another way to put it. That dude, if, if you don't know who he is, 
go go do some research. Look look up the impact that that guy had on the the Los Angeles Dodgers as a franchise. It's it's in baseball just as a whole, but just you know the Dodgers in in, in particular. It's 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 next level. Deepest condolences to him. For those um, of you who don't know who he is, he would wear the Panama hat. He was a Cuban guy. He had a cigar, wear glasses. He would have the radar gun behind yeah. home plate. So he was, and he showed me when I met him all the the championship jewelry that he had on both hands. And uh, it's very sad. Dodgers, Stan, come on the show. Give us an explanation. Valenzuela's jersey needs to be retired. Straight up. And this is what we're talking about today. So now Mike Brito, you know, he's gone. What's it going to take? You know, is, is, you know, Fernando obviously ain't going to live forever, right? Is it going to take... Fernando passing away when the Dodgers finally say, hey, you know, we love Fernando. Let's retire his number. That's going to be too late. You got to do it now. Let Fernando enjoy it. Let his family enjoy it. Let his, you know, his family and friends enjoy this, you know, and the fans. Yeah. Most importantly, the fans. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Fernando Mania is not Fernando Mania without the fans. So uh, give the man his flowers, too. You know, the man, the man did what he did. And, uh, and he's, you know, he, there's no other way to put it. El Toro is El Toro. Uh, rough segue, but uh, real yeah, quick. yeah, very rough. <laughs> I've had a couple of those today. You, you guys will you, you'll hear on the episode on Monday what I'm talking about. But um, uh, wanted to uh, spotlight a couple uh, a couple comments. Thank you guys, by the way, for for interacting and commenting. We we encourage it uh, at all times, uh, whether it's just random tweets or Instagram stuff that we post out, uh, or when we're on live. Uh, Anthony Magdaleno says, "I love Trey." And he's been good for the Dodgers since he showed up. But why don't I trust him? Do you guys trust Trey? In uh, Trey, I trust. Uh, he is. If if he's not if he's not the best shortstop in baseball, he's probably the second best shortstop in baseball. It's not even close. And let's just also be real here. The, obviously, the Dodgers at this point that you know they're. I'm sure Trey and the Dodgers, if they had a conversation, that that ship is sailed now because of the years that he's having, and he's going to the market, which is he deserves, and every every player is entitled to. Someone is going to back up the Brinks truck because they understand that dude's value. And he's so good. It's, it's criminal how good this dude is. And it's preposterous because I think he's only going to be 28. And so he's still, you know, entering his prime, if you will. So, yeah, I trust him. What about you guys? I'm wondering what, I mean, when I first heard trust, I don't know why my mind went kind of like, does he trust that Trey wants to be here? Does he right. trust? I went more. I mean, his performance. Come on, he's practically. He's so good, and I just wonder what he meant. Like, do we not know enough about Trey the person, or is it purely just? Is it because of maybe his performance? Remember last year in the yeah. postseason, Trey didn't do as well as he did during the regular season. I, so I think what that means. No, I, I think you're right, Alicia. I think you hit it on. Anthony, if you're still on, let us know if that's what you meant. I, I think a lot of people, it left a sour taste in their mouth. I, I, I mean, I, I know you're the president of the Trey fan club, and I know <laughs> you want the Dodgers to re-sign him. I but I wonder how many Dodger fans are concerned when, when the postseason comes around this year. Is he going to bounce back? Is he going to have a different postseason? Because let me tell you, he has a huge postseason. Not only is it going to be good for the Dodgers, but the guy is going to get paid. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get paid. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Roger? Yeah, I mean, the only thing a little concerning to me is that I keep hearing that he's kind of like an East Coast guy and he wants to play on the East Coast. 
So that's kind of what's concerning to me. He wants to have spring training in Florida. So that's, you know, but obviously money talks, you know. The Dodgers throw out a deal out there that he can't resist, you know. He'll be back in L.A. I'd love to have him, obviously, because it's going to create a hole at shortstop if we don't. 100%. I mean, that's that's the other thing. Who are you going to replace him with? Like, I mean, not, not to knock anyone in the farm, but, you know, Trey Turner is Trey Turner. You know what I mean? So it's that's why they went that. I mean, if we're being 100% honest, the part of the cornerstone of that deal when they acquired Max is Trey. You know, that, you know, they got to hold on to him. Obviously, Max went and did what he did, and he's pitching with the Mets now. But they got to hold on to Trey for one and a half seasons. Philip Lopez just commented on that. It's Scherzer all over again. <laughs> Man, that guy's triggered or something. What's wrong, Philip? It's okay. No pasa nada. No pasa nada, Philip. Everything's going to be fine. And that's coming from a Raider fan, Philip. So I think you'll be okay. So real, I bet real, you Philip is a Raiders fan. Real quick before we end the show and, and we uh, let everybody know again about our, our live coming up at uh, LA Hot Wings. Um, we did get a comment from Philip about about my hat. It's not; it's the Dodger hat, so you can actually go find it. But we have some other hats that you're only going to find on the Bleed Low site, or if you come to our event, we'll probably have some to give away and and whatnot. So Alicia's got one there that we have, pretty dope hats, I think. And then we got our our, our traditional there. Bleed Low uh, logo hat, and then a new one that we that I just been working on, which I think is pretty fire. It's our uh, positive taco hat. So, positive taco influence, ladies and gentlemen. So, I think that and, was I, and I knew it. I was right. Philip is a Raiders fan. The Raiders. That the autumn wind is a Raider. That's why there was undertones of years of abuse. So it all makes sense. Exactly. The trauma. Yeah. That's PTSD. I, I know PTSD when I, when I see it. You guys are just mad because the Raiders are the most progressive team in the NFL. Because yeah. what did the Raiders do today? Yeah, exactly. My, my internet's going bad. Yeah, okay. Cut off. Yeah. Um, All right, let's uh, recap. Let's get our picks before we go because the game's yeah. about to start. Uh, yeah. Dodgers and the Cubs, so we want to make sure you guys are ready to go watch the game. Uh, recap of last week: nobody won because the Dodgers went six and one, and nobody thought the Dodgers <laughs> were going to be that dominant. It's all Juan's fault. So, I went five two. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo and, and and the princess picked five and two, and then the the jinx Eddie Mush over here uh, joined me in going four for uh, four and three, and, Eddie and we Mush, lost. Well done, well done. So sir. we are going to update the standings in first place, and uh, this is why Sports Empire is going to have the uh, the shirts made stand with Juan is myself with five points. Alicia's in second with four, and then Alonzo and Roger are tied in with three. So coming up next week, we got four against the Cachorros of Chicago. And then we got three against the Cardenales, man. So the, the Redbirds. So uh, uh, Alonzo, you want, uh, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm going uh, to go five and two. All right. Alicia? We better sweep the pub. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, anyway, I, sh- I should, I, I think I'm going to go five and two as well. That's my right. instinct. Roger. All right. Now, we always say baby face for Oh, last that's right. That's because right. Because he is the most important. He is. He is. I'm, a, I'm also under the weather, so forgive me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go four and three. Oh, okay. I there think they're going to win three out of four against the Cachorros. And then, hey, Sports Empire with the four and three, too, man. That Sports <laughs> Empire is a smart man. 
the, uh, the anti-pessimist club coming through and real. They, I think they dropped two out of three against the Cardinals, and I, it hates me to say that. Uh, yeah, I can, I can hear the pain in your voice as you said that. <laughs> so they're playing seven games, Roger. So they're going a no. Yeah, go ahead, Roger. They're going five and two. Five oh. and two. All right. All right. Uh, I hate to say this to Alicia and Alonzo. You guys aren't winning next week, but thanks for participating. Uh, years of abuse. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, those of you guys that are in the chat and in the live, make sure you drop in uh, your, your predictions for next week. Uh, Sports Empire with the 4-3. Everybody else, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, if you're not following us on Twitter, if you're not following us on Instagram, what are you guys waiting for? Come Follow on. Us. It's the Bleedless Podcast. You're going to get all the details on our big kickback that we're throwing up, the All-Star Watch Party. Va a ser una parranda on Tuesday. Make sure you joined us. And uh, at somewhere, our socials are going to show up on a on a ticker at some point. I, I, I don't work that because our budget is zero, <laughs> and I don't know how to use that. But uh, real quick, before we kick it over to the homies at Sportsnet LA, go watch them. Shout out to the homie John Hartung. Uh, has the COVID. Feel better, big guy. Um, the Bleed Los All-Star, watch game, uh, All-Star Game Watch Party. Jeez, that was tough. Tuesday, July 19th, 5 p.m. is when doors open at LA Hot Wings. Uh, 5468 Valley Boulevard. It's off of the 710 and Valley Boulevard. It's pretty easy to find uh, over there on the uh, kind of east side-ish part of downtown over by the LAFC practice facility. Come through. We're going to have giveaways. Uh, we're going to be doing our podcast live from there. So uh, if you want to stand with Juan, he will be sitting, but you can stand with him. Um, there was going to be food and drink specials, uh, wear Dodger gear, get half off of uh, appetizers for wearing said Dodger gear, and then ask about the Lucky 13 specials. We're going to be you know pimping it all over the internet uh for however long for the next little bit come through come to the kickback hang out and uh and there's gonna be plenty of giveaways from trejos tacos uh and and others and i forgot the names apologies we're just running out of time <laughs> real quick uh bet online presented this week's episode of the carnesada live uh huge thanks to them if uh you head on over to their website which is betonline.ag and use our promo code which is believe b-l-e-a-v you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just head on over there. They are the number one, <clears throat> excuse me, the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Huge thanks to them for presenting this week's episode. Excuse me, I'm under the weather, so my throat's all messed up. Um, but huge thanks to you guys. Follow us. Give us the comments. Give us, you know, whatever you can. Follows, likes, all that good stuff. Uh, but again, Head on over to Sportsnet LA. Check out the homies over there, and uh, and they'll get you sorted out against the first game uh, against Los Cachorros de Chicago. So go check it out. Uh, and huge thanks to everyone. But on that note, we'll see you later. Uh, Princess del Valle, Alonso Juan, Babyface Kimmick in the Sky. We thank you guys. We love you guys. We'll talk. We'll catch you down the road. I see you seven and zero. At least he went seven and zero. Right? <laughs> He's an optimist. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.